0: Welcome to the Women With Altitude podcast. Women we meet here have a story, a message or a purpose that they want to share with you. We want to inspire you and lift you up every day. Here's your host, Women With Altitude founder, Andrea Turner-Boys. And hello everybody. My name is Andrea Turner-Boys. I'm your host for today and welcome to the Women With Altitude podcast I'm a bit excited about today because joining me in the studio is myola woods from um, who is I should say not from because it's you are the erotic coach
1: um,
0: which is a great name at our recent awards I one of our sponsors a few awards down the track just had to say in front of the whole room myola I think you have the best business name ever and, and we all laughed it was a very cute moment very cute from from Sean uh, a very cute spontaneous moment
1: it was a very 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 <laughs> cute moment. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. So oh,
0: you're welcome. So um, the erotic coach. Do you want to give me a bit of an overview? What is that? I mean, the mind boggles, right?
1: It does boggle. And I suppose for me, I really love the word erotic. Yes. It, you know, sensuality is, in the dictionary, meanings of erotic and sensuality are really really close. But for me, erotic invokes not only sensuality but the physicalness of it and the spiritual part of it. So Mm -hmm. for me, eroticness brings all of it together, Mm -hmm. the whole, you know, the physical, the spiritual and the sensuality together. So that's how I become the erotic coach and well
0: let 's take a step back because you know if you think about the normal trajectory of of life at school and and career and you didn 't go up there wasn't there's not an erotic university or is there um, that you went to, or is it something mo- like most of us that that found us it's a, c- a calling that found us Where did you start out?
1: Well, I started out in so spirituality is my in, I suppose, mm-hmm. and I started off. I call it my spiritual traineeship or my spiritual apprenticeship in the spiritual churches and doing healings and psychic readings and body work and massage and in those days I did massage because it was a straight line. Mm-hmm. And I've always been interested though in I have some, you know, trauma and some abuse history, so I've always been interested in how how our sexual energy
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is how we work it, how it gets stuck, how it gets played out, what causes it, you know, because that's our spark of life. That's how we got here: our kundalini, our chi, our prana, yes. our life force. So how does it? How does it work? What blocks it? What encourages it? What? So I've always had an interest, but I had an interest a long time in the energetics of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I discovered seeing people that we have a lot of issues around our relationships and our intimacy Mm -hmm. because we don't get taught it at school but we also even if people presented with a sore shoulder often they would be telling me stories of their intimate life and their relationships and I realized I didn't have quite enough skills. So when you talk about the erotic university, I think actually there is one now. <laughs> <laughs> but I went and got formal – I have formal qualifications in education and I have formal qualifications in a few other areas. But I went and got formal qualifications as a sexological body worker and a somatic sex educator, mm-hmm. which means we come from the body because somatic is, is Greek from of the body. hmm
0: um, so, what kinds of work do you do with people? Like, and, and how do like how do you work with people?
1: So, I work with people on a long term program, mm. and the reason for that is because it builds what we really want in in our bodies is for safety, mm. and often we haven't had it mm-hmm. for different reasons, whether you know, so our beliefs on you know we have to look like this, or we have to look like this, or someone says this, or. Um, many different reasons we hold on to our sexual energy or our our intimate energy gets blocked.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I work physically with people. I work uh, somatically with people. And I do a lot of opening up the bliss lines in the body and creating that, the safety, getting our nervous system to relax and getting our, because once our nervous system relaxes, the body will do its natural processes i've been involved in healing for a long time and i'm not going to say that cathartic work isn't fantastic and i haven't i've had some amazing experiences and sometimes it's really what you need mm. but what i have discovered is that pleasure opens up the body in a very different way mm-hmm. and when we work with pleasure on the body the body opens up like a flower the body opens up when it's ready there's no forcing there's no pushing through there's no because often we translate that into our sex lives particularly Mm. with women i'm being a little bit gendered here but particularly Mm. with women is we force through things
0: Mm. and we
1: push through things even you know i say a lot sex is supposed to be fun Mm. if Mm. it's not fun Stop doing whatever it is you're doing. Mm. I'm not saying stop the whole activity, <laughs> but, but find something that is fun. Mm. And so we take that into our… Why, you know.
0: why have we taken the fun out of it? Because it, I think most people start out having fun and then it seems to you know, become… A, a, oh, I don't want to say a chore because that's not right because I think… Because, you know, I, personally, I've always enjoyed sex. I'm okay to, to say that and to talk about it and have had, I think, a good sex life. And at the same time, I can see what you're talking about when things weigh you down or, or their disconnection starts to mm-hmm. happen. Um, but then once it starts happening, it's like, oh, yeah, well, this is so great. Why don't we do this all the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but we, we get bogged down, right? In in
1: We do get bogged down. Mm. Um, and one of, you know, I suppose one of, I've had four children, mm-hmm. so... My, I'm a very practical sort of person mm-hmm. and it might be okay for us to say, well, all I really need is kind of five or six hours together or a night together alone. And that, that is one way of looking at things. But if we're not building that every day, if we're mm. not cultivating it every day within ourselves and with our partners, then when we have that time together, I mean, most people say, I just wanted to sleep. So we have these five or six hours. We get one night away, and we want to sleep. Yes, Which, not, not <laughs> I've heard <laughs>
0: this many times, as I'm sure you have. Yes, yes. Spent the whole whole weekend sleeping and catching no. up.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So, what about how, in terms of how you work with people, and you say body work and things? Do you do you have? Uh, I, do you think that there are people out there who don't know that it's that what their blocks and things are? They just know they're unhappy and they don't. Um, they're not really sure why, how do you, how do you approach it when people Definitely. talk to you? Or what's what's your uh, kind of the customer, how do people find you and, and how it unfolds?
1: So normally people find me and I'm usually, you know, I suppose the reason uh, that I've done so many, you know, summits and podcasts and so enthusiastic and putting my book out is because often I'm the last resort for people. Mm-hmm. Often they've been through a lot they've mm-hmm. been to see medical practitioners they've been to see lots of psychologists and lots of people but no one has really i suppose what i would like to think is i work holistically so i can work with the physical body i work with the mental body i work with the spiritual body i work with all of it bringing all of it together so that so some people have done different aspects of that but not all of it together mm-hmm. and there's a different there's a different energy there's a different vibe with sexual energy Mm-hmm. it is for me the next stage in personal development so often people have done lots of personal development they know themselves very well but still there's something at their core something something still missing from them inside mm-hmm. and or they're very they're very uh experienced in, and they're having success in all of their life but their sexuality is they know something's missing mm-hmm. so often i'm the last person that they sort of come to mm-hmm. and they come to me usually with a, a little bit of desperation, a little bit of hopelessness often. Mm, mm, mm. And they usually, because they know something's not right, but they don't know what, we have so many, I mean, we live in a very over-sexualized society, mm. but we don't talk about sex. And no. we don't talk about intimacy. No.
0: No. Um, yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. And, and we need two more. Yes. Which I'm really So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation today. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. How do you think we can change that?
1: By doing more of these conversations. When I go mm. to expos, you know, people have different reactions to me, mm. um, not all of them positive. <laughs> uh,
0: and often <laughs> Can you t- expand on that? What do you mean? So, Give us an example. I, well,
1: I go to expos and people, they do this little dance often that they m- take a step forward and then they take a step back and they take a step forward. And towards s- your stand t- yes, or towards you? Towards okay. me. And then, and sometimes they tell me it's taken them three or four times of seeing me at the same place because it's an area that we don't talk about. We want to know well, – what people want to know I'm not a fly-by-night person, mm. that I'm still going to be there mm. and that I'm – and so it takes them. They say to me, I've, I've seen you three times. I've seen you here, here and here and I've spoken to you and I've done this or sp- and now I'm ready to tell you and now I'm ready to come and actually see that there's something that can be done for something that is missing and often they don't know what's missing. But that, mm. I suppose that's my job when we go to the – when we go to the doctor, we don't necessarily know what's wrong with us either. Mm. we kind of
0: when you say something's missing, what are people describing? Is it that they're are they not having an orgasm or are they do they not do they not feel interested? or do they it just doesn't they don't feel satisfied? like what are what are the main things most common things people describe to you?
1: Yeah, those things, I think those things are of usually obvious. If we're not orgasming, we know that. and if we're not feeling, they often don't feel a vitality and they don't feel a lustre for life and they don't feel a connection with themselves, they don't feel a connection with their partner they f- so they feel like something is missing and often they're not a hundred percent sure what that is mm. they just know that in their body in their body in their in their soul, there is something more that can happen for them, and even like sometimes that's for people who are having good what they would consider good sexual relationship, a good intimacy. I see some people who know that there is more. I mean, the, the flip side, we're talking about healing. The flip side of the healing is that, you know, if we look at the gods and goddesses and the tantra and the, you know, sex is a, is a way for ascension and mm-hmm. sex is a way for enlightenment. So that's the opposite part of people I see, the mm-hmm. people who know that this is good And now I really want to, I suppose we've got the bones of it together. Let's add, you know, let's add some meat. Let's add some depth. Let's add some really wonderful ecstatic connection here.
0: Mm, Fantastic. Mm. Oh, I'm quite mesmerized. (laughs) I might come and see myself. You brought your book with you today. Tell us a little bit about your book, what your book's book's
1: about. So I have brought my book um, and it's called It's an Inside Job. (laughs) <laughs> 12 Seductive Secrets to Your Arousal. Mm-hmm. And I put it together. I don't want to say it's a culmination of my last 20 years of work, but it's not quite big enough for that. But it brings together my spiritual aspects and my physical aspects and my education aspects. And so it has some story and some theory. And it has practical ways for individuals and partnered people, like step by step, if you like, this is a book that will take you from having you know ordinary sex into extraordinary sex Mm -hmm. and so they're all stepped out so that people can have because the question i get asked well how do i do this Mm. i read about it sting talks about it but you know
0: (laughs) sting does talk about it yes he does
1: (laughs) so you know how do i do this and so i put together a book to bring that together so that people could have a resource that they could use I suppose i'm someone who's really practical and likes to you know having four children I understand that we need to, you know, schedule time and we need to understand that times evaporate sometimes and the housework gets on top of us and and just those mundane things can become quite, you know, burdensome and we forget all about our sensuality and our intimacy and I'm a big advocate. I've had to, so I've had to work on that. I've had to actually put practices in place for myself. And so, I, and so I get, I'm not just talking from a theoretical mm. point of view with someone with oodles of time. I'm talking from a practical place. Of, I've had four children. You know, three of them were under five at some point. They're very old now, so they're <laughs> much. They're, things are much different. But um, in those early days, I had to really work on those practices and had to develop them myself and you know in 15 20 years ago there wasn't a lot of people doing you know now it's kind of trendy i think tantra's trendy now yeah but in those days it wasn't there i had to i had to make them up myself so i now wow. share that with people
0: fantastic and uh do you work with couples sometimes or is or do you just tend to work on individuals or do, do couples come and see you yeah.
1: Yeah, so the the two, I usually see individuals or I see couples. Mm-hmm. And I when I work with couples, we usually work individually and we work together with the three of us. And because even though we're in a couplesome, we still have our own individual work to do. And then, so yeah, I give them, you know, play homework to go home and, and practice different things. and And often we don't, I suppose, I think we don't... Realise the value of changing some things just slightly, and tweaking some things. Like I think we imagine, oh, I've got to change my whole world, or I've got to you know throw everything that I've done in the past out. Yes, that there's something that's not
0: right, but they actually think everything they do is not right, yes. and they've got to overhaul everything. Yes. In actual fact, it could only be sometimes one little thing yes. to tweak. Yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. I yes. see. I see that even in business. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's yes. the greatest lesson. People realise they don't, don't have to reinvent the wheel necessarily. So what would be an example of some play homework that you would give?
1: So I give play homework with sitting and eye gazing.
0: I was going to say because Melissa Ferrari um, is a, um, mm-hmm. one of our members mm-hmm. and she's a relationship psychotherapist and she often talks about um, just making eye contact and a commitment to make eye contact mm-hmm. um, for I think it's at least – it's like a minute or something mm. or – anyway, it's a, it's a length of time that feels a little bit out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. But what we've noticed – my husband and I have done it and, and what we've noticed is it does definitely strengthen mm. a feeling of closeness mm. and connection Yeah, in a way that mm-hmm. – because um, I think, you know, we talk about being busy and, you know, you having four kids. I've got two kids, you know, other people have got three and four and six and um, is, we you know, we just, we're just in this kind of um, cloud of busy and we're not mm. making eye contact or mm-hmm. – or necessarily mm. touching and things sometimes, are we? We're just scurrying around.
1: Yes, yes. And they, they say that it's those uh, those things, that those little tiny acts that build connection. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the connection that we want to keep. Mm-hmm. And it's the connection we want to cultivate. Mm-hmm. Having, you know, if you're only having sex once a month, that's probably, and we come back to everything, you know, everything, you know, meditating for an hour once a month is not as good as meditating for 10 minutes every day. yes um yes. and so it's the same sort of practice as building that that connection because that keeps our oxytocin levels up and that keeps our hormones up and that keeps us bonded together rather than you know us only talking about you know who's picking who up and where are you getting milk and what are you having for dinner and whatever. that mm-hmm. does not build uh connection or companionship or intimacy mm-hmm. and without those we often don't want to then have sex with someone that we're not connected with yeah if we're in a relationship, I mean, if we're single we want to do things that's different, but if we're in a relationship, we often want to feel connected mm. we often want to feel loved mm. and we often want to feel seen and heard, which is not what happens when we're talking about who's picking up in the shopping list. Awesome.
0: That is awesome. I was just reaching over to, to grab your book. Um, it's wonderful to have listened and heard your, a little bit of your story today. Um, your fantastic book, Myola Woods, The Erotic Coach... Uh, it's an inside job. Twelve seductive secrets to your arousal. I completely said that round the wrong way. So the book is called "It's an inside job." Twelve seductive secrets to your arousal, and Myola is the author. Um, she's with me today, and I, I thank you for for chatting about your story and sharing a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey with us. Um, and we'll put the link to the book onto this particular podcast, um, and I'm sure uh, we'll actually we're going to do some more um, work on just some some little pointers and things on, on future podcasts. So that'll be great. So thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Okay, that's it for our Win with Attitude podcast today. If you are a Win with Attitude member or you'd like to share your story, we would love to hear from you. So um, uh, we'll. Click on the link if you'd like to be on our podcast and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Women With Altitude podcast. More information on our events, workshops and membership can be found at womenwithaltitude.com.au or follow us on our Facebook or Insta pages, Women With Altitude Australia.